This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning, everybody. We had a short show today because of the Mariner game. We got 10 o'clock in the pregame, 1110 as far as the game against the White Sox. So we are taking your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's waste no time. Let's get into headlines. Good win for the Mariners as they get a 9-3 victory last night over the uh, Chicago White Sox. Puts them three games over 500. Keeps them in a good spot. Uh, good pitching by Yusei Kikuchi as the uh, Mariners get that win. And, of course, the White Sox, you know, one of the better teams in baseball. So it's like that's going to continue. And, of course, again, the pregame is going to be at 10, 11-10 as far as the pregame show. So or as far as the game itself. So that's going to be good. Uh, yesterday, of course, uh, some really crazy news with the Steelers. You know, David DeCastro from Bellevue uh, ends up you know, getting cut uh, because he's had he's got a waiting ankle surgery. It's going to knock him out for two months. And that's going to be his third ankle surgery, I think, now in the last year. And so he's not in very good shape right now. Then he's mad at the team for putting him and releasing him on the non-football injury list. Uh, they end up signing Trey Turner, three-time Pro Bowl player who had been with the Chargers who had injury problems last year. So that was good. We got a crazy story on uh, you know Aaron Rodgers because what we didn't realize is that Aaron has a chance, if he wants to, to uh, you know get an opt-out. And, of course, the opt-out has to be done by next Friday, July 2nd. If he takes the opt-out, he doesn't lose any money this year. I mean, well, he loses money this year, but it's all pushed into next year. If he holds out the entire season to stay away from the Green Bay Packers, he can lose as much as uh, $35 million. He's already lost a $500,000 roster bonus. He's already lost $93,000 for missing the minicamp. But, uh, you know, that you know because if he misses the season which he very well might because I don't think he wants to be there. He has to pay back his prorated signing bonus from this year, a $6.8 million roster bonus. He you know, loses his base salary. And so you put all that together, it's like, uh, I guess there's an outside chance he could do it. Uh, we'll see. But, of course, that means no football, and maybe he does Jeopardy or whatever it is, uh, taking a year off. So stay tuned on that. And those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hey, good morning to you, Mr. Clayton. How are you doing this fine Saturday morning? Good. How are you? Doing good. That deal with David DeCastro. Yeah. I mean, it's just because of his knee injury that he... Ankle. He had surgery late, huh, on his ankle? Well, he's gonna, he needs surgery. He needs another what? one. So he here it is. It's like it's, it's almost July, and he needs another surgery that's going to knock him out for two months. Plus, he's been talking about the possibility of retiring. Oh, that could be the problem, though, if you're talking about retiring. I mean, they, they, they can't wait right now as far as that's concerned, right? No, no, because, I mean, he missed the OTAs. Then uh, he goes in for one day of the minicamp and then leaves. And so... Uh, you know, it's like there's so many different things going on with him. He's, remember, he's been to the Pro Bowl six straight years, the last six straight years, and one of the better guards in the league. He was making $10 million a year. But, uh, you know, I don't, it was like, you know, in, in those circumstances, you can understand that they were going to make some kind of a change because, uh, you know, if you're going to be out for two months, I mean, you're, you're not going to be ready probably for the start of the regular season. Uh, and he missed time at the end of last year. And honestly, last year, despite going to the Pro Bowl, he didn't play all that well. 
No, no, you know, and that's that's the thing you got to recognize. You're making that kind of you you're making that kind of money, that kind of salary. Yeah, and they they want you to play at a, at a higher level. And also, just a quick one with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now they normally go to Latrobe, Pennsylvania, right? Right. Why why is it the NFL is letting Dallas go to L.A. California? Uh-huh. They're letting Kansas City go somewhere else, but they won't let Pittsburgh go there. No, Pitt, I mean, the league's going to let them go if they want to. But again, I think right now, whether it's going to be the local politicians or uh, the Steelers themselves, they decided they're not going to be over in Latrobe. Yeah, that's a tradition for them for years. It is, but uh, it's, again, we're in a pandemic. So it's like it's yeah. a different time. And so, uh, you know, they, uh, they decided, no, we're not going to have anybody go over there. So it's like... Uh, they, you know, it was again the league. The league, league gave every team the permission to open up the stadiums, to have open training camp, do all those different things. But now it's a matter of the local governments and the local areas and the local teams to make decisions on what they're going to do. Oh, okay. All right. So this this is more more of a situation that's localized yeah. than it is as far as the league is concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all right. That makes sense. How, how do you? We did it. The cash was gone. And they lost. They lost their left tackle, right? Right. He ended up going. Uh, you know, you talk about Alejandro Villanueva, but ended up going to the yeah. right tackle position for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how Mar- do you Mar- Mar- Marquise Cap- Mar- Marquise Pouncey, the center, he retired, and Matt yeah. Feeler uh, got a seven million dollar deal as a guard to go to the Chargers. So they've got four new starters on the offensive line, and they're young. That- Besides Trey Turner coming in right now, which he he'll probably have to step in and, and play that guard position, right? Yeah, he'll play right guard, right? Yeah. Okay. Now looking at that situation, how do you look at Pittsburgh's offensive line this year? I, I'm not I'm not sold. I mean, uh, you know, they've got a couple good young players that may step up, but I'm not sold that the left tackle is going to be any good. I mean, he finished the season because. Uh, you know, Villanueva had some injury problems toward the end of the year, but it's like, uh, you know, he's got no very little experience. And, uh, you know, they got, again, maybe uh, an interesting guard and all that stuff. But I, I think right now they're in trouble on the offensive line. I mean, we watched it last year with the Jets. I mean, the Jets ended up uh, having, what, four new starters on the offensive line, and it was a disaster. It was the, what the, the the whole Jet team was a disaster. Yeah, I should yeah. be honest, Mr. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. But I mean, just looking at Pittsburgh and looking at what they're going to have to deal with as far as in the division, you got Cleveland. Cleveland is it? Cleveland is playing some good football. Mm-hmm. On, on paper, team. right now, Cleveland's the best team in the division. Yeah, right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Baltimore is going to be nice, but uh, there's some 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 still some questions about Baltimore mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned. Uh, I look at it. Can Can Jackson take that next step? Yeah. What What do you think? I don't know. I'm. I mean, you know, you, we can talk about you know him being MVP two years ago, but last year you know, you look at his passing and he ended up uh, you know throwing for less than three thousand yards. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things that areas I think he he has to be better at it. Mm-hmm. The ability to stay in the pocket. And distribute that football. Yeah, I mean the running aspect is great, but he has to accommodate for that by throwing the ball and and throwing on time and being accurate. Right. That's what teams teams go after him like that, and they force him to do things that he's not a, a he's not equipped to do. That's yeah, and of course, I mean the big problem. thing this year is that he's going to be under center more because they're not going to have him in shotgun 
like he was all the time. And so uh, we'll see how that works. Yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, we know that. Oh, they're, they're, they're going to. I still think they're going to be terrible. Yeah, a little bit better, I, but I, terrible. They, to me, they didn't really address this. The, 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 they did some 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 addressing on that on that end, but they really needed to address that offensive line. Right, agreed. Yeah, they really. I mean, they they could have taken they could have taken Panay Sewell, but they ended up taking a wide receiver, and it's like okay, so you get you know. Uh, Joe Burrow to get his college wide receiver, but is that going to be good enough to keep you afloat and not get you hit? I mean, the big problem is, is like, hey, last year he was throwing 40 passes a game. He was Joe Burrow was doing great, but then he got beat up more than any other quarterback in the league and ended up on injured reserve. And that offensive line was horrible. Awful. Horrible. Awful. I mean, to pick a young quarterback like that, to have a guy like that, the yep. way that he plays, You've got to protect. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You've got. To. Not, not that. Go right quick to the Aaron Rodgers situation. He has the opportunity to opt out of his contract. Yeah, because uh, I mean, he can just say, "Hey, the pandemic and all those different things. I uh, I'll opt out and you know move everything to next year." And so he does have the ability to do that by Friday. Well, is there a possibility he's going to do that? possibility can't guarantee that he will can't say that he will because we don't know what he's thinking but uh you know i mean it's like i'll I'll put you in this position you're aaron Rodgers, right you don't want to be a packer i mean you know you're going to lose money by you're going to lose like a little less than two million dollars by holding out a training camp you already lost six hundred thousand dollars by you know missing the otas and the uh, mini camp and so now you go in and it's like uh you know, you can lose your base salary. They can demand your prorated signing bonus, and they can also make you pay back a $6.8 million roster bonus. And if that's the case, that's $35 million. So, JB, you have a choice. Uh, you know, you know, if you don't go back and you opt out for the season, you're going to be traded after the season. So you get your trade. I know Peter King suggested this uh, a couple weeks ago that, you know, he's hearing that, oh, yeah, the Packers – one, they're going to ask Rodgers to say, hey, I uh, st- play this season and we'll, we will trade you next year. But the problem is he can't trust them. He doesn't trust management. And so it's like, yeah, you can take that deal and you know, be paid by the Packers. But the problem is, will they trade you? Because he doesn't believe they're true in what they're saying. So it's like, uh, you know, so do you take uh, $35 million and put it into next year? keep all that stuff, then get traded, So or and then start maybe seeing if you can get the, the, the job at Jeopardy. You might have to go get the job at Jeopardy. And you know, this is the problem also that he's dealing with. He's 37 years old, right? Yeah. So his time is limited as far as concern. Well, his time, as as, his, time, his time is limited, but also it's like uh, you yeah. know, he's been in the game since, what, the NFL since 2005. You know, a year break sometimes might be not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, he did. He could, you know, he still played at a real high level. I mean, well, he said he was right the now, he was the MVP last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, are there any tapers right now? Uh, but they, uh, they're just not. They just not. They're in. not trading him. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I might have to go join Jeopardy. I can't let yeah. him um, have to pay him back thirty five million dollars. No, yeah. I'm not going to pay you thirty five million dollars to not play football. No, I mean again, he can he can keep all that money and get it all next yeah. year. Uh, and again, it's not like uh, you know because what will happen is that you know the 
Packers have to take proration on the uh, you know uh, on his salary. You know because again, if they trade him, you know they they lose that. But again, it's like if he holds out the entire year, he's going to have to pay everything back, and that's going to be thirty-five point three million bucks. Oh, that's a lot of money. No, I think I'm not too bad. It, it, Friday, my Friday's going to be interesting. Honestly. I know. It is. Friday's, I mean, just listening to what you just said, wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's going to be interesting. And I think he's got his, I think they both, both camps got to be, they're, they're staking the ground. I don't think they're going to budge. Yeah. And, but, but then also, if you're the Packers, uh, you, you, I think you've got to consider trading him because again, it's like uh, you lose Aaron Rodgers, you're now going to be a six-seven win team, and I can guarantee that Devontae Adams is not going to be back uh, unless you franchise him. You know, because I mean, he's a big loyal guy to Aaron Rodgers, and so he'll leave in free agency, and you're going to have to break that team up. Yeah, I, I think that's coming to that right now. I think that's coming to the to the bottom of yep. that right now, Mr. Clayton. Hey, JB, got got to run. Mr. Clayton, we'll talk next Saturday, my friend. All right, eight, six, stay one. warm, stay cool, Mr. Clayton. Okay, it's going to be tough. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. John Clayton Show seven ten ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on seven ten ESPN Seattle and seven ten sportscom and we're taking your phone calls. Dave Grosby joining us at 9.30. Don't forget, short show today. Mariners have a game at 11.10, so the pregame is going to be at 10 o'clock. So we're here until 10. We will take your phone calls, and let's go to Raider Jim. Hi, John. How you doing? Good, Jim. How are you? Oh, good. I'm glad the phones are working, John. Oh, it was brutal last week. That was, that was probably the toughest show that I think I've done in, like, what, four decades. Yeah, I, I would imagine it would be for you, John. I, I, I didn't envy you, and was trying to get in a number of times and just wasn't able to do it. No, the, and, phone, the uh, phones didn't work. Yeah, they sure didn't, John. And uh, it, it, Or it would go in and then it would make this terrible noise. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. After about, the, after about the fifth or sixth try. Well, maybe next week. So, And I've got some questions from last week that I want to carry yeah. over into, into our conversation here. But first and foremost, some things are bigger than the game, John. And we had one of those earlier this week with Carl Nassib uh, did, you know, saying that he is a uh, He's gay, and he came yeah. out and told everybody. And you know, and good for the Raiders organization. Good for him. Yeah. Good for the Raiders organization. Good for the players. Uh, good for the NFL to come out and be entirely supportive. Good for the state of Nevada to come out and say something as well. And good for the San Diego or now L.A. Chargers and the Denver Broncos coming out and saying, "Hey." There's something bigger than rivalries here that, mm-hmm. and in support. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, were conspicuously absent, and um, that's interesting, I think. But um, good for the Raiders, and I'm glad it's finally um, out there that there is actually gay players that play in the NFL. Yeah. And that, you know, and, that, and, and it's okay. And, and, and then hopefully this won't be an issue going forward. We can judge people by how they play on the field as opposed to some of their personal um, uh, preferences. Yeah, I think it just shows that uh, it's a different age and a more positive age right now, where it's like uh, things were so positive as far as the response to it, talking about how courageous he was and being able to announce that, how that he wasn't criticized for doing it. So I think that's a, that's a good sign. And it's like, you know, with uh, you know Black Lives Matter and now Carl Nassib, I think it just shows that, hey, we're, we're getting better and maturing as a society. Indeed, indeed. And uh, I was, you know, and the other thing, John, 
is it any, and it is not, by the way, it is not a coincidence that this came out from a player from the Raiders organization. I mean, we can go back to, you know, Tom Flores being the first Hispanic um, um, uh, quarterback and head coach. Uh, uh, Eldridge Dickey, you know, who was drafted number one in 1968 when the Raiders were still playing in the AFL. He was he was the first black quarterback taken in the first round. Um, Amy Trask, the first woman that was in an executive capacity for any uh, a professional sports franchise, uh, uh, you know, was with the Raiders. Um, so many things. I mean, the Davis rule of diversity really reigns supreme here, John. And I don't think it was any any coincidence. No, and I think it. Uh, I, I think it speaks well. I mean, I know that uh, you know Mark Davis, the owner, spoke positively. John Gruden spoke positively. Teammates spoke positively, and uh, give Carl credit. Now, you know what you wonder about is because he made you know because he still say what you want. He is a, he's a bubble guy as far as making the team through a two right. two years six million dollar deal, and right. uh, you know they got you know tight cap problems and all that stuff. But I think right. it's going to be tough if they wanted to cut him for the Raiders to cut him. Well, frankly, I'm surprised he's still on the team. I mean, uh, I, the only thing, I, the only reason I think that he is is still on the team is because the cap hit would be significant before June 1st, and I think now they're going to let him see if he can make the team uh, yeah. for uh, uh, for uh, training camp because they've got a lot of good players on the team now, John. They bolster the roster, especially at the linebacker, edge rusher kind of thing, and he he really didn't perform very well last year. No. So uh, it's going to remain to be seen whether he makes the team, and that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Derek Carr um, uh, earlier last week um, said that he'd rather quit uh, than play for another team. And, um, and, you know, I'm not sure how does that work with um, a player's uh, negotiation strength when it comes. I mean, he's not up for an extension, but they could extend him. I mean, for twenty for twenty twenty one, he's due to make nineteen point five million according to over the cap. In twenty twenty two, he's he, it goes up a bit to nineteen point seven. But there's no there's no significant if they cut him, uh, which I don't think they'll do. No. But if they do, there'll be no significant downside to doing so. And I, I just wonder what the what the what the leverage is for someone like that, Derek Carr, saying that. I remember Jake Plummer saying, "Look, if you trade me, uh, I'm not going to play." I remember that way back in the day uh, when he was with the mm-hmm. Broncos. So I'm wondering how that works with a, so, something like this. You have to say, I mean, he's he's different. There's no doubt about it. Derek Carr right. is different. And right. even to say something like that, I mean, it kind of makes you wonder. It's like, okay, it's great to see that you're loyal to the Raiders. You know, you don't know if the Raiders are going to be loyal to you because you never know each day when John Gruden goes into the office what he feels and what he's going to do. Because, again, I don't think there's a plan or anything of that nature. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of wondering. It's like, why would you even say that? Was there any reason to say it? I mean, no, there wasn't. Yeah, it's, it's curious. And, um, I mean, but in a practical sense, you know who's next door neighbor is, don't you, John? Who's that? John Gruden. He's what? In, in Vegas. In Vegas. They live, live next Vegas. to each other? They live right next to each other. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so maybe it was just some neighborly uh, advice. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's awfully odd. I mean, everyone talks about a hometown discount. Mm-hmm. I don't think that should play out here. I think I think Derek Carr's earned every damn penny he, he can get. I think the, the, the quicker they extend him, the better, so they don't have to pay as much going forward. Um 
And I think some things, some, some people don't understand, and you made this, you've made this point over and over and over. It's a quarterback-driven league. You've got it's the way the market works. You've got to pay your quarterbacks. Look what they did with Matthew Stafford two years ago with, with the Lions. They paid him big coins. Matthew Stafford didn't win a game. Right. <laughs> didn't win right. Many, many games. But they had to pay him because, you know what, they've got a quarterback, and nobody, not a lot of people can see that. That's, it's a prized possession. But also, it's like uh, if, if you're going to be John Gruden, right? I mean, you got to see this guy win. He doesn't win as much as he should. Or for, oh. and, and again, it may not be his reason. I mean, I know they got a bad defense, and the defense has struggled for the last couple of years. The drafts haven't been good, and the, uh, the receivers they've picked up, you know, most of them haven't worked out. But it's like, you know, if you're going to be, uh, I mean, are you going to give a $10 million raise to Derek Carr and still have like a 7-9 to record? I don't think no. so. No. Yeah, you've got to win. What did, what, did, what did Mr. Davis always say? Just win, baby. And that right. hasn't happened. No. That, that hasn't happened. And that's a good point. That's a really good point. But I also think that you've got to have a quarterback. And then, yeah. well, so then what's your backup plan? You're the only one talking about the plan. If they let him go, well, what's going to happen? Was he going to bring in Nate Peterman? <laughs> no, yeah, but no, uh, no, but uh, huh. you know they'll they'll go out and try to trade for ones, uh, draft one, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, but uh, you know if he doesn't win, you can't give him a big raise. He's, and he and that's the case. So there, I think this will be the big year. Yeah, this will be the big year to see where it plays out. And the other thing is, Gruden's got to coach better, and he's got to make better plays at the in the red zone. Their red zone offense stinks. Mm-hmm. It really is bad for a team that scored as many points as they did and have a, such a high uh, rated offense. They're not. They're not really producing in the red zone like they should, John. No, that's true. But uh, and you know they got a great tight end and Darren Waller. Uh, again, I still think they're suspect at wide receiver. I mean, because again, how many wide receivers have they gone through the last couple of years? Too many. many. Yeah. Yes. I mean, eleven million dollars they paid Ty Williams and that didn't work out. Right. Antonio Brown. I mean. Oh, it's- good lord. Yeah, that, oh, let's not go there. Uh, you know, they brought in John Brown, uh, yeah. and uh, and I think that'll be good. Um, and they, um, I think that the, they've got two young receivers on that team. They're looking for more out of Henry Ruggs and and uh, this guy named Brian Edwards out of uh, out of South Carolina. He's a big he's a big receiver. He's he's pretty brawny, and when he gets the ball, you can't stop him. Right. But uh, they need to prove that on the field, John, and they need to get these players that they drafted more mm-hmm. active involved with getting the ball. Agreed. Hey, yeah. thank you for the phone call. Glad the phones okay, are working. John. All right, thank mm-hmm. you. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Tara in Mercer Island. Hey, Tara. Hi, Mr. Clayton. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. With training camp less than a month away, what position are you looking forward to watching at the Seahawks training camp? Well, I'm looking forward to watching who's going to be uh, competing and doing well with the third wide receiver position. Certainly going to be watching how it sorts out at defensive end, you know, because again, they've got the, you know, a lot of new options. I mean, you got uh, Daryl Taylor that's now going to be back. I mean, you've got, uh, you know, Kerry Hyder who's going to be new to the system. So I think that's going to be interesting. And naturally, the biggest one to watch is what's going to happen at cornerback because, you know, you've got so many cornerbacks that are competing. You know, on one-year deals to see how they're going to do. Is it going to be a Keller Witherspoon, or is it going to be, uh, you know, uh, DJ Reed? Are those going to be the two winners, or is it going to be somebody else? Is it going to be Trey Flowers? So I think those are the positions I'm looking forward to. Me too. I'm also looking forward to seeing what happens at outside linebacker. I really like Coach Barton, and 
Yeah, I agree with Dave Wyman. I think he could be a starter in the league, but with that position filled with KJ all these years, I'm really excited to see how he'll do. And also, do you think we're set at cornerback, or what's your position on Stefan Gilmore? I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think that uh, you know the the trade, you know, because it's going to probably cost a second or a third round pick. I don't think they'll do that. You know, like anything else, John Gruden or John uh, John Snyder is going to be open to any kind of a trade option. He'll keep in touch and all that stuff. I don't think that's going to happen. Although, you know, I, I wouldn't uh, hold it down because I, I'd consider doing it because now you'd have three Pro Bowlers in the secondary. You'd have one of the best secondaries in the league. Yeah, you know, I guess the one thing that kind of holds it back, as good as he was two years ago in winning Defensive Player of the Year, he didn't have a good season last year. He didn't play as well. And so uh, I think that kind of pulls things down. And, you know, you want to have, uh, you know, he's not the, the most long angular guy. He does fit some of the criteria that they like. But, uh, no, I, I think right now the odds of it happening aren't good, but I'd still consider it. Me too. And like I've always say, John Schneider's into everything. Mm-hmm. You never expected him to get Jamal Adams a couple years ago, and then they got it, so anything can happen. And I heard you talking to JB about Aaron Rodgers, and uh, I know the Packers aren't willing to trade him this year, but it kind of reminds me of the Peyton Man situation more than a few years ago, where Elway hasn't had success drafting quarterbacks, but Peyton Manning sat out a year due to a net due to a neck injury, and then John Elway signed him when he was released from the Colts. Do you see that situation happening with Aaron Rodgers? Well, he's not going to be released. That's one thing we know because they can get trade value for him. But I I think that uh, Denver's probably the team he wants to be with, the team most likely to get something done with him. I mean, the question's going to be when. And, you know, if he opts out on Friday, then it's not going to be till next year. Uh, if you're the Packers, I think you got to realize it's like he's not going to be there. And it's like, okay, so do you want to, you know, drain out all his uh, money this year and get the $35 million by letting him sit out the entire season? Or do you want to start to rebuild? And I think they're going to have to start to rebuild. But, hey, you know, know, it's like I can't endorse anything going on with the Packer uh, decision-making process because that was stupid in taking Jordan Love last year in the first round. Stupid. Yeah, and there's reports that he's underperforming. I don't know what they're thinking either. They weren't thinking. I mean, it's like, here you have a a quarterback that's one of the best in the league. He wants to be there for more than three, four years. Uh, He was the MVP last year. He won 13 games the previous season. And then you go ahead and you draft a quarterback in the first round. I mean, it's, it's one of the dumbest decisions we've seen, you know, in a long time. Stupid. And kudos to Aaron Rodgers for still playing real at the highest level yeah. and winning the MVP. I mean, it's like he's putting his heart on, putting his heart out on the field. Treat him right, mm-hmm. like the Seahawks did to Russell Wilson. Right. That's pretty bad. Hey, Tara, thank you for the phone call. Thank you. 
866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN, Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. Taking your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Don't forget, get on the lines early and often because, again, we're going to be out of here at 10 o'clock because we have the Mariner pregame show. Mariner's taking on the Chicago White Sox. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you and Pat doing? Staying doing, cool? Doing well. Had our 25th uh, anniversary last week, so uh, or this past week, so that was good. Oh, good. Congratulations. Thank you. Hey, John, you know that guy that came out that's gay? That Nasser, is that yeah, his name? Carl Nasser, yeah. Yeah, he's a local guy. He's from Pittsburgh. Is he really? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I know he went to Penn State. I yeah, didn't know he's he, from Pittsburgh. Yeah, he, he made that announcement in his backyard of his house. Wow. Yeah, he, st- he, he still has his house in Pittsburgh? Yeah, he still does. He's got his house in Pittsburgh, upstate hmm. uh, Pittsburgh. He's a, you know, I did some research on him at Penn State. He was a very good football player. Oh, he was. He's a pass rusher and all that stuff. I know he didn't play as well last year, and he was on the bubble as far as the Raiders this year. But, uh, no, it's like, uh, yeah, I know he went to Penn State. I didn't know he was from Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's, he's a local guy. Yeah. Hey, John, you know, when I, when I heard that news when they cut uh, Castro, you know, it's all about business. And the way I look at the Steel organization, they, they they weighed out a lot of things. The contract, his injuries, his age. He didn't play well last year, so I could. It makes sense by them cutting him. But like I told you before, what I'm really concerned about, it's a very patched up offensive line, and you got a quarterback that can't move. Yeah. So you're looking at a disaster. Yeah, because so. again, it's like. And the tough part is, is that uh, you know they're not going to go to that quick o- offense that they used last year. They got the offensive coordinator fired. You know, they want him to throw the ball down deep a little bit more. And of course, is there going to be enough protection to be able to do it? But then also, it's like you know one of the problems that Castro had, and maybe it's because of the ankle injury or whatever it was, because you know now he's talking about having his third surgery and he's talking about possibly retiring. Is that, uh, that he didn't block well and they yeah. didn't block well with the running game? The running yeah, game was he- one of the worst in football. Yeah, he didn't look good last year. He missed a lot of blocks, too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't feel bad for him. He walks away with a lot of money. Oh, yeah. six, And he's been to the Pro Bowl six straight years. Yeah. Obviously, last year was all, uh, because of reputation more than it was anything else. Hey, John, one other thing. I'm pretty. I'm really glad that uh, Roger Cadell really coming down with the hammer with this virus because a lot of these guys ain't taking this serious. No, I agree. It's I mean, joke, you, know, you know, like Cole Beasley's comments is like, uh, you know, it's like I'd rather retire than take a vaccine. It's like, what are you talking about? You know, it's funny because, I mean, you know, Jacksonville was one of the four teams that had the fewest number of vaccines, and then I guess, uh, you know, once they put that rule in with Roger and the league, you know, now that the, you're basically ostracized and you're basically almost not a teammate if you, uh, you know, don't get the vaccine, they had a whole rush of guys that were able to get the vaccine because now it's like, you know, you can't fly in a team charter, you have to wear a mask all day, you have to, uh, you can't eat lunch with your teammates, yeah. you can't work in the uh, uh, weight room with your teammates. It's like uh, that are vaccinated, and so it's yeah. like uh, it's like why would you think that why why I mean it it I mean it it doesn't take that long. I mean maybe to get the shot, particularly now it's easy faster to get it. It's like just get the shot. 
Yeah, I tell people, if you can't get the shot, explain to me, why are all these people dying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it's like, uh, you know, and you think, well, I don't want to get the shot. It's like, I don't, yeah. I need to have more uh, information and research and all that stuff. Yeah. You don't need the information and research. Get the yeah. shot, get the vaccine. Yeah. And because, again, it's also protective for other people. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you risk the chance of, you know, getting uh, a $14,000 fine. You can get $50,000. It's like it, it doesn't just affect, you know, what you do with the football team. It affects life in general because, yeah. you know, it's like if you're out there, you know, with a, a big group or something like that, then you can get a $50,000 fine. And yeah. teams are going to make decisions it's like, oh, non-vaccinated guy, he's on the bubble. Let's get rid of him. Yeah. Well, you know that's going to happen. There's going to be one or two out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, John, I got one other quick thing. Are they going to have a full stadium around the league when football season opens? Yes, as the plan is right now that's going to happen. Just about oh, every, every team, every city uh, has pretty much uh, announced that. Or if they haven't announced it, they're going to announce it. So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be full stadiums. Except, wait, ex, ex, except in Houston. Houston oh, okay. Houston hey, what camps a, are you going to? I don't have no idea. I'm not. You don't a, have I don't no know, idea. Right now, I don't know. You know what the access is going to be. You know, you still can't have one on one on one interviews, and uh, you can't get into the locker room. So it's like going to a camp, and uh, you know, it's sometimes it's just it may not be beneficial. Yeah. Okay, John. Good talking to you. Have a good weekend. Okay. Thank you. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Irish Mankey. Irish Mankey, how are you? Hello, Mister Clayton. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Staying cool, Mr. Clayton. Staying cool. That's good. Yes, sir, and I hope you and Mrs. Clayton are doing the same thing. Yep, hope to cool down. Oh, Mr. Clayton, a lot of good stuff happening here uh, in Irish Nation. Oh, no. What's happening? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, first of all, uh, this weekend is a huge uh, campus recruiting weekend. Right. uh, Bringing in, uh, you know, the recent years of success here, uh, even in defeat uh, with the playoff system, uh, has uh, sparked the interest of a lot of talented kids. The Irish right now uh, are rated uh, for the class of recruiting class of 22, number two in the nation, Mr. Clayton. Mm -hmm. What, Alabama number one? No, no, actually Ohio State. Oh, okay. Alabama's way down the roster. They just really haven't started recruiting yet. No, that's true. They'll wait, you know. The, the the five star herd will stampede in, you know, right oh, yeah. before the uh, recruiting deadline for them, no doubt, you know. But right now, Irish uh, rank number two, Mr. Clayton. Mm-hmm. They've got a couple of kids. They've, they've got uh, they've got a bunch of five stars showing up. Uh, but the most interesting one is this uh, Zach Rice, six six two eighty two. He's uh, ranked uh, number five in the nation as far as pl- a player. He's the fifth-ranked best player. Well, what position the- does he play? Huh? What position does he play? He plays tackle, Mr. Okay. Clayton. He's a lineman. He's 282 as a tackle? Yeah. That stinks. It's high school kids, Mr. Clayton. Come on. He's you know. 282. Relax. They'll beef him up. Like, he's rated the number five player in the nation, Mr. Clayton. He's only a senior. He's playing football this year. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Washington, just quickly here because we want to move on. Uh, they're right, currently ranked right now 50th in 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 the recruiting deal. They've got one four star and mm-hmm. four three stars. Okay. They should be doing better than that, Mr. Clayton, shouldn't they? 
I don't know. It's like it's it's still early, right? Uh, is it really? Yeah. You know, uh, you've got the Ohio State's got 17, 18 players. Notre yeah, Dame's yeah. seventeen players. You know, so no, it's not early, Mister Clayton. I think okay. it's about a question of interest. So, so you praise Notre Dame and you rip uh, Washington. Well, how crazy is that? It's not crazy. It's, it's crazy. No, it's crazy. It's two different levels of football, Mister Clayton. Uh huh. You know. The big leagues and uh, the secondary league. Well, they're not in the secondary league because I mean the, the Notre Dame's in the secondary league because again it's like are they going to beat out Ohio State, Alabama, yeah, uh, Georgia? Yeah, are coming, Mr. Clayton. No, they're not. Let's well, let's move on here. Okay. Let's, let's, let's not. Uh, and plus, no. they need to, they need to be in a conference. No, God, no, no, no. First of all, so to do it, be in a conference. Let's kind of check this real quick here. Don't like I said, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole with you today, uh, but. You, you're telling me Notre Dame, who has a contract with NBC up until uh, 2029 or something like that, crazy, but uh, they're going to throw that away and, and have to, to cut the pie up with, say, uh, the ACC conference and their television program? You think they're going to do that? Yeah, they should. Yeah, I no, agree. No, they shouldn't. That, that, that's, that's like... Uh, See, but you're more interested in the finances... Than the, the the football. Oh, that's not true at all, Mr. Clayton. But the finances rule the game. No, football rules the game. Well, <laughs> anyway, let's let's go on here. Uh, another another day for this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, PFF top fifty uh, NFL players. Number four best player in the NFL for this season, Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm, he's good. It's fabulous. And uh, as far as NFL draft coming up, mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about uh, three potential uh, play- kids on the roster right now uh, going in the first round next year, Mr. Mm-hmm. Clayton. Okay. So keep your eyes posted for uh, Isaiah Foskey, mm-hmm. Jared, which is a defensive end. Jared Patterson, he's the Irish center. He's been he's been starting center for them for two years, going on three now. Okay. And and the best one, the cream of the crop. Kyle Hamilton. Okay. He plays safety, and and he is he is the best defensive player in the country. No, he isn't. He's fabulous. He's fabulous. Uh, yes, he is. But anyway. Okay. Oh, you're frisky today. Must be the heat, Mister Clayton. Huh? Could be. Yeah, must got, be. Got, got you. Got you. Got a little edge on you today. It's all right. Okay. Just remember, though. The Irish do love you, Mr. Clayton. I appreciate that. Have a great day and stay cool and go Irish! There you go. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Chris in Lacey. Hey, Chris. Or Seth in Lacey. Sorry, Sorry, Seth. Oh, hey, Professor. Big honor talking to you. I'm a big fan of yours, ah, thank Mr. Clayton. You. Having an argument with my friend yesterday, having a big debate about something that you were um, involved in. Uh-oh. So I thought I'd go direct to the source and talk to you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was talking to my friend, the man with the two first names, Peter Henry. And we were talking about Terry Bradshaw getting elected to the Hall of Fame. And uh-huh. I do re- recall and remember you talking about it, that there was a little bit of a debate. And he says, that can't be true. He says he must have been a shoe-in. I mean, he was a shoe-in, but, but there was a – I mean, honestly, because that was my first year, 1988, of voting. And, of course, Myron Cope, uh, 
who had, you know, the because uh, I had the Seattle vote and uh, Myron had the Pittsburgh vote, and uh, he couldn't attend because his wife had an illness. And so it was, you know, I had to present uh, Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, and Mel Blunt. And it was like there was no argument on Mel Blunt. Uh, he went in very quickly. It took 13 years to get Swan in. And I was like, I'm, I'm sitting there talking about Terry Bradshaw. It's like he won four Super Bowls. He, without question, is one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. I mean, he had one of the greatest arms. I mean, I watched him in practice every day, and he was just incredible. And there was more discussion back and forth on him. And I'm thinking, what, what what's going on? That's crazy. That's fortunately, he fortunately, he, he made it in. And that's what my friend thought. And I... I, I can see why. You know, I know a lot of times now we look at his numbers. His numbers weren't all that great. Huh. I know it's a different game. Yeah. And they were allowed to do a lot of things different back then. But um, what about another guy from Pennsylvania, um, Pennsylvania Roots? How about Dan Marino? That couldn't have been a problem at all. You guys, no, must have, that no. must have just been reminiscing over the highlights. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, and I go back, I, I covered him, I covered some high school games that uh, he was there, certainly covered some col- a lot of co- college games that he played at Pitt, and so it's like, but that was, that was, that was, that was inevitable because, you know, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in league history, had one of the great arms, I mean, you know, you saw the success he's had in Miami, so that was, that was no problem. Is there ever a debate on a quarterback, or by the time a quarterback gets on the list, it's like, yeah, he's going in? No, there's always going to be a debate. I mean, uh, you know, like it'll be a uh, debate on Eli Manning, and uh, certainly it was a debate on Kurt Warner. And you know, it's like uh, you know, quarter. You know, it's a quarterback-driven league, but it's not a quarterback-driven Hall of Fame. I mean, you have to earn the spot to be able to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And some so and you, in unfortunately, it usually means you need to win a Super Bowl or two to be able to get in. Now, that shouldn't be the case because if you're a great quarterback, you're a great quarterback. And sometimes, like, for example, in Detroit, with not that he's a Hall of Famer, but, you know, Matthew Safford has such bad talent around him that, uh, you know, he didn't win a playoff game. But, uh, you know, you need the success in the playoffs and possibly a Super Bowl as a quarterback to be able to get in. Is Manning's dad, Peyton and Eli's dad, is he in the Hall of Fame? Archie? Uh, I, I think he is, yeah. And again, so and, 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 gets in, but there will be a debate over Eli Manning, who won yeah, two, two, two Super Bowls, yeah. And those playoff runs. Mm-hmm. But remember, they're playoff were, runs from wildcard teams. Absolutely. And Eli played a pivotal role. It wasn't yeah. like the whole, it wasn't like he was just game managing. I mean, he got. He got hot at the right time. He got hot at the end of those two seasons. Oh, Eli has to get in. But all right, thank you, Mr. Professor. All right, thank you. my question, always an honor. All right, Seth, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.